Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. Thanks for tuning in to the, well, no one tunes in anymore. That'd be a radio. Thanks for starting the Holderness Family <laughs> Podcast. I am old. And that's a lot of what we're talking about today. Not really what we're, I mean. Bits and pieces. Uh, all I have to say is I was really cold where I was sitting in our little attic space here. And Penn offered to switch because he is a gentleman. And I got into a seat and it's so nice and cozy and warm. There is a vent. Blowing directly into my face right I now. I know that it's so cold it over here. It is so cold. <laughs> See, you guys ever use pillows as a blanket? That is the lazy man's. Yes. There you go. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm, covering just him. I'm making a building a fort out of pillows for my body now. Anywho, uh, last week we wrapped up our bonus podcast series about the Amazing Race. We had the host Phil on the show and we loved doing those bonus podcasts those were on youtube we may do some in the future may do like a special series or something yeah. like that so stay tuned a reminder please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review here's why the podcast overlords that overlords. that control podcasts they control them. they're like they're like three-headed aliens in space their algorithm it, it rewards people who a subscribe and B, leave a review. So leaving a review is even better because it helps people know how to find us. And every week we like to read a review from someone out there. Here is a recent review from Tiny Dancer Shannon. Kim, when you said, do I look like the person who is going to do those things in regards to how you want to live your life in retirement? That hit me hard. I often dream and live in the future and forget to live that kind of life now. Thank you. You changed me. Aww. You changed someone, honey. That was really sweet. I, I I have to say, I think I heard somebody asked me that question. I think. I didn't even know really the origin of that. But if I want to be the type of person. So this came out of my vision for the type of person I want to be as an empty nester. Somebody who goes to like art classes and somebody who goes, you know, does all these amazing hobbies. But I don't do that now. 
So why would I think that I would be that type of person in the future? So I actually am. I'm about to say, you're saying this as you're getting dressed to go to Tai Chi. I'm rushing. And I told, I announced here and I want to, you know, I want you guys to keep me accountable. And we're trying to think if we do some sort of video series or maybe a blog series on like hobby hunting for me. I have enlisted the help of other women who are on the lookout for fun things. And my wonderful neighbor, Michelle, said, you want to come to Tai Chi with me? I was like, yes, I do. I have no interest or not an interest. I have no knowledge of Tai Chi. I've never right. done Tai Chi. Yeah. Just everybody who does Tai Chi looks very peaceful yeah. and it's outside and it's movement. So I'm super excited to try it. Tai Chi is like that slow air karate, right? I think like they're just, it's because I think I saw it in like, remember the Titans at Disney movie. Well, about when we football. lived in New York, we would cross the park and they, these, you know, yeah. It was so beautiful. Patrick Swayze did it in Roadhouse and then he kicked, then he got results. Then he got results. So it was an interesting, it was an interesting place for him to go because then he would just break someone's face open like a few hours later. Very like the contrast is I see you on what you're pointing out here, but I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying no to any opportunity. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the difference between do I look like the person who wants to do those things and then you doing Tai Chi. You're allowing yourself to explore things that you might want to do. Right. This isn't, you're not dedicating not. the rest of your life to doing slow air karate. It was a oh my free gosh. thing at the park. We're going to get so much hate. They're going to be like, it's not air karate. I know it's not. Oh, I know. Karate. And like, we need to be like appropriate to the culture. Yes. Like it is Tai Chi. And I, I look forward to learning about it and return. Like it is raining right now. And so I'm a little worried it may not happen, but I will also say, I want to report back here. I was an extrovert for about four days last week between <laughs> watching basketball. You. We had yeah. people over, which was, we, it's so funny. The, it's my the, fault. The, no, 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 not your fault. And I was so happy, but because I love, and I'm very comfortable around these people that we had over and I love them, but I stayed up late. Mm-hmm. Was, that was more of it. I was staying up late than more of the, the people. Cause the people there are like, I could be brawless in my pajamas like two days a week. And then twice, two different times. On I the off to, days. I went out to dinner. So four days in a row, I was up late or an extrovert, you guys. And now and, you're doing Tai Chi. And now I'm doing Tai Chi. But it was, I'm like, this is, I, at some point, my introvert self is going to just crash. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I got, I sort of sensed that that was happening to you yesterday. Yeah. And usually when that happens, you just kind of walk up to me and you say, hey, babe, I'm going to go lie down. Yeah. Like you are, you are sort of like one of those robots who goes to a charging station. I need a You're a robot station. with wonderful feelings and you're a wonderful person. <laughs> but this particular part of you is, is very robotic because you go and you just, you just flatten Collapse. out. And isn't it great that we are in a, I just want to be, I want to be grateful for things. Isn't it great that we have a job where you and I work together and you can go to your underling and say, I'm going to need you to take over for a while. Uh, by the way, I'm the underling. I was just um, say, who's the underling? <laughs> I think I'm the underling. I don't mind. I want to be the underling. Uh, move on. I, I just like, I think that you have a better big picture, like boss skills. And I have more hamster skills when it comes to these things. And so you can say, Hey, I'm going to, or, we, or we're partners or whatever. Yeah, partners. And I say, I got you. And you go lay down. I just feel like I'm trying to get out of my life slump. I feel like the last two years, especially had kind of kicked me 
in the gut like it did a lot of people. I think we were ve- we are very incredibly fortunate and privileged and through all of it to have our health and to have jobs and careers. But I feel like I was in a bit or I have been in kind of like an emotional slump. And so as I re-enter the, the life from, you know, in post-pandemic times, I'm really aware of how I want to re-enter it. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I, I also am dealing with a slump. It's, but mine is like a more tangible slump. It's a weird tangible slump having to do with just like fitness and athletic performance. I've been like, I, I, I have had gotten so much joy from tennis. Yeah, for, during the pandemic, especially. Especially then, but I mean, honestly, for seven or eight years, it has been like my release. I've really enjoyed it, whether I win or lose. I've just always had a good time. Mm-hmm. Something happened to me this year where I, I started putting higher expectations on myself, like to actually perform well and like having fun was secondary. And I like I got to a point on Sunday where I, I lost a match, and I, 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 lose, I lose matches all the time. I was so furious with myself that I could mm-hmm. barely talk. And I didn't, I didn't say any of it outwardly. It was kind of inward. I didn't throw anything. I didn't, you know, I didn't storm off, but I, I, I think you remember I went home and I was just like, I, yeah, I'm really unhappy right now. What, what is going on with me? And I'm not playing well, but I think that's, I don't think I'm not playing well just cause I'm not playing well. I think there's just, there's other things going on in my life that are causing me to turn this into a stressor instead of a stress relief. And it's interesting. I think that our age, you know, it you you think about people with these competitive hobbies. There are so many people we know who are like who have embraced pickleball. We knew somebody who does like disc it's disc golf, ultimate frisbee. Uh, ultimate. They ultimate. just call it ultimate. Ult- I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. you're fine. But then like the, that's sort of like Velcro and hook and loop. Oh, because frisbee it. is a type of disc, oh. and they frisbee doesn't make the actual disc for disc golf. Disc golfers are going to be like, Brody, you know what you're talking about, dude. You know a lot about this. Um, But we get into that's I I, am I am on the hunt for a hobby. I'm hobby hunting. And now you're telling me that the hobby you have and you love is stressing you out. It's it's not it's not a good look for hobbies. Right. Well, let me tell you this. I still love it. Mm -hmm. I still love it. And. I, you and I, I told you I was thinking about stopping and you looked at me like I had three heads because I have, it's, I do it three times a week. It brings me joy. And I was seriously, I'd been inundated with Simone Biles ads over March Madness. Yeah. And I, first of all, love her. Mm-hmm. I remember vividly what happened and little bits and pieces of this have also happened to both of my children yeah. in their athletic discovery. And I got to practice what I preach. So that whole power of the pause ad campaign that she's got going on, it's going to be interesting. Like, I think it's going to affect a lot of people and it's affecting a 47 year old man. So I'm going to, you know, I took myself off the, off the roster or whatever you want to call it for the next couple of games with our team. And I'm taking a step back and I'm going to try to find like the joy in it again, because as soon as you make it about more than the joy of it, that's when it gets complicated. And there are certain people who can handle it better than others. And I, maybe I'm not one of those people. I think that like anything, there are times and there are like peaks and valleys. And I am, I am envious of people who can take on a physical hobby and not get wrapped up into the competitive nature of it. We did triathlons and 
I list as a middle aged mom, I really my goal in the very beginning was just to finish. But as I started finishing in the middle of the pack, I'm like, hmm, could I unch up to the top of the pack? And I started trying headline. No, I can't. I'm not built like that. So the harder I tried, the more like I hurt myself training. And I'm like, and, and finally, I'm like, who am, what am I doing? What am I doing? So that, that's how I kind of got out of that hobby. But I didn't get out of that hobby of triathlon because it wasn't, I, I, I burnt out because I did so much so fast. Yeah. And I did, you know, I, over the period of like three years, I was so invested in it. And, and I got so competitive with it that I burnt out. And I got hurt and I was like, I'm not doing this again. And that's like not how you want to attack this. So, you know, I went to the Internet, (laughs) as one does. Tony Schwartz, he's the best-selling author and CEO of The Energy Project, which I had to look up and figure out. But he writes, human beings perform best and are most productive when they alternate between periods of intense focus and intermittent renewal. I would say with things in my life that is my problem I don't allow myself intermittent renewal I get so invested slash obsessed with something that I don't let it go and then then the switch is just off so do you feel like you have time for that in your life me yeah hell no yeah I so I mean that's that's a big part of the power of the pause and this isn't just about tennis okay what do we do for a living? And then what did we do for a living before that? And then what did I do for a living before that? Obviously, I have a pattern that I do well when, when there are deadlines. Mm-hmm. My, my first ever job was as a waiter. I was the best waiter of all time. I was so bad. I'm joking. I, I was a pretty good waiter. Uh, you know, I, I was juggling all these plates or glasses, literally, and it kind of, it, it definitely stimulated that intense focus part of my brain. And then when I got done waiting tables, I went and I interned at a TV station to learn how to edit. I didn't have downtime. I just kind of did them both. And then I went to work for local news. And you know as well as I do that a 40-hour work week there is impossible. It does not exist. You and I both took that career track. We then both upped it to like a network level where like you were working 40-hour weeks that didn't include the travel that you were also doing to get to work those those Mm -hmm. eight-hour days. And that career continued until we started our own job, but we quickly learned in this new job that any sort of intermittent renewal can be dangerous on the productivity of, of your company because Facebook, Instagram, all of these places, even though we've hired great team members to help us out with it, it's hard to pause every job we've had. It's hard to pause. I would, I would argue also, I don't know a, anybody look at people who live in our neighborhood they they work in fundraising they were they're attorneys for like, sure it's, it's impossible to pause oh my gosh yeah and, I, and i'm not meaning to say it's just us but you asked about me mm-hmm. and i'm telling you that like we work in a deadline oriented industry more so than people probably realize and it, it, it when you're not putting something out you're thinking about what the next person thing is that you're going to put out okay so we got into this because we were talking about like hobbies that don't serve us um piper punches she's a best-selling author and she said in a blog post letting go of hobbies that no longer serve us 
give us time and freedom to grow a newer version of ourselves. The time that we are devoting to something we loathe is better than learning something new about ourselves. But continuing to focus all our energy, and let's be honest, in a negative energy on a hobby we aren't happy doing, we're essentially wearing an old coat that doesn't fit well or look good on us. But I, I feel like you don't loathe this. I think I love that, it. Yeah, you love it. So I don't know, but I would say, and I was talking to a friend today, I feel as if a lot of times in life, maybe, I don't know, we do things because we're good at them and therefore we feel like we should do them. Like you feel like with Lola, she she's good at tennis. So she feel like she should be playing tennis. But then we've had to ask her like, do you, are you sure you like this? She she does. She loves it. She loves it. But I'm like, are you sure? Um, so I, I think it's worth asking our kids that. And I think, you know, the things they're doing, are you doing this just because you think you should be doing it? Me or the kids? Their kids. Oh, we, I, th- I feel like we ask our kids that question all the time. We're also kind of balancing. We're, here's what we're trying to balance. We're balancing. Let's ask you if you should be doing this or if you could be doing this. Let's give you, let's empower you to say no and to pause and to not do these things because they don't look good on you. And at the same time, we also have to teach our kids that at some point following through is important. Oh, I know. Like there's like, isn't that the crazy balance that we're dealing with right now? I know. And that my least favorite wor- word is should. I t- it's so yeah. Pen- I don't know what it is because I'm such a little rule follower, but s- but when somebody tells me I should do something, I get deeply offended. I don't know what what is my problem. Well, a you really should. Sorry, I almost said it. You really ought not to tell people that they should do something. You're, it just you're it, shooting all over yourself. Yeah, you shouldn't should all over people. Stay tuned. We're coming right back. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. 
Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. You don't like it on a, on a new level. Like, you definitely do not like it. Like, if someone says, it's raining outside, you should go get an umbrella. You're not a big fan of that person telling I'm like, you I'm going to go get a raincoat. Yeah, exactly. No, you know, my, the else. only time I love when the word should is when somebody gets that like twinkle in their eye and they're like, you know what we should do? And it's like, you like a, that. You like, like, we should. We so should. That's the difference. That's we. We. And because it, it's usually followed by a really like fun slash bad decision. Like, right. We should go get margaritas. Like it's something. Oh, yeah. Fun. We, we should is fine. You should. You should is no good. So I want to get back to the kids. I should is the worst, by the way. Yeah. I like I should do this. Like I had an entire therapy session years ago on this because I felt like, oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing this. And I'm not I'm I feel like I'm failing at work and I'm failing at motherhood and I'm failing at marriage and I'm I should do this. And she's like, Stop, stop. What are you doing? No. None of this yeah. So I want to get back to the kids and I want to get back to I know. I know we were talking about my tennis slump. I want to tell you exactly what's going on in my head when I'm out there. And I bet you can help me psychoanalyze this by, and it should be super obvious, but I haven't said any of it out loud. Mm-hmm. Right. I love the sport. I really love the people that I've met during the sport. Yeah. The great okay? people, but the ball's coming toward me and I, I have a feeling every time it's coming toward me is I have done this for long enough that I should be able to hit this over the net in exactly the right spot that I want to. And I would not let anyone down. In fact, I would pick people up. And if I can't do that, something is wrong with me. Mm. At, and that thought doesn't take very long to process in my head. And I have it every time a ball comes toward me. That's and a I, lot of thinking in the very short amount of time. But, but it's, it happens every single stroke. Mm-hmm. And I tighten up a lot. And if it goes and if one time I mess up, then you can bet I'm going to mess up a second time, probably a third and a fourth time. And I just kind of fall apart. And it's because I've heaped these expectations on myself that I should be better than this right now. Mm-hmm. I should be playing better than I am right now there. So it's so funny. They have these uh, UTR ratings in, in junior tennis. They have them for adults too. And I look at them. And if I lose to somebody who I wasn't supposed to lose to, that makes me even angrier than uh, if I if I didn't look at him. And we tell Lola she's not allowed to right. look I'm, at him. Right. Like, what I'm telling you is I'm disobeying all of these things that I've been teaching my kids as a 47-year-old because I feel like I have the emotional ability to withstand them and to surpass them. And I'm, you know, I'm old enough to be able to figure it out. It's not a big deal for me. But I, it's so funny. We tell our kids all these things, yeah. but it's... It's impossible to follow them because listen, I mean, look how upsetting it is. And I'm not taking, I I know it's upsetting. I ran into a a girlfriend at Target and I asked her how she was doing and she was almost in tears because she had, you know, lost a pickleball match. So I, you know, there's a pickleball um, league and she'd lost. And so she felt the weight of that and she was in near tears. So I'm not, and, and so obviously, and this is a, you know, very put together, accomplished woman. And this is, something that was so important to her. So yeah. So what's the plan Holderness? 
Well, I'm going to try to play tonight. <laughs> I, I've, I've, so I've, you didn't take much of a break. Uh, I well, it's four days. That's not enough. You're right. But I'm not playing competitively. Uh, okay, not, so you're not playing in a match. No, I'm not playing in a league match. Okay. We're just going to hit around. I think there may be music involved. Okay. I actually like looked for four, like three people who are just kind of chill, and I'm just going to practice caring less about the outcome of what happens when I'm out there, and caring more about getting exercise you know, trying to get better in ways that I can and knowing that there's certain things that I really can't control. Is it possible? Let me ask you this. Yeah. For you to lose at something and still like walk away happy and have had fun. Yes. You can. Absolutely. That's And, and I've done it for seven years. It, to me, it's, I'm losing when I'm not supposed to be losing. I got really good last year and I, I put, I heaped expectations on myself this year. I have to say, if I asked myself that same question, I don't lose very well. And I learned right. that I think on the amazing race, like even when we came in second, we'd go back to the hotel room and I would be pissed. Yeah. So I learned about myself. Like I don't lose very well. I never got mad during those because coming in second isn't really losing on that race. The only way you lose is if you get eliminated. No, I, but here's the thing. I like winning. Right. That I, it, so I know that about myself. So as I hunt for hobbies, I'm looking for things that will not put me in a competitive arena. A, a participation hobby. I want a thing that you can just do huh. that there's no, you know, we played some pickleball and as much as they're like, Oh, we're just having some fun. No, dude, you're, you were a college tennis player and you're aiming for my feet. You're not here to have fun. Like you were not here for fun. You're here to beat me because I'm an easy target. So you, you, no. you know why tennis is really tough on people who are competitive. Mm -hmm. Every point is like a miniature game, right? And then you kind of have to reset and start over and go back to square one. So think about basketball. It's got this like constant flow. Someone scores on you. Like you've got the ball in your hand immediately and, and, and back you go. Mm -hmm. Soccer, there may be one or two goals a game that have these like major mood shifters. Football, like every play, you either go a little bit forward or a little bit backwards. Tennis, every single point, there is a clear winner and a clear loser. Right. And then you have to go back to the baseline and think about what's happened for about 15 seconds before you start back And that's over. why I want Lola to play volleyball. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, volleyball is so much I think positive. it's also hard as the, you know, to be completely vulnerable as a parent in youth sports, as much as we're, you know, we're teaching our kids like, oh, just have fun. Because there, listen, it, it, there's some NCAA, you know, commercial about like kids that play college sports, like only a small percentage, percentage go pro. But let's talk about how there's only a small percentage that go to college sports. So the kids that you see, even like the kids that are out playing right now, aren't going to even go to college. And that's great. I mean, the life of a college athlete is not one I would want. But right. so we're just trying to teach our kids. It's about being on a team and it's about having fun. But yet we can admit as adults, it's really hard to not win. So we're like, winning isn't everything. And here you are saying, well, losing kind of sucks. I'm being such a ridiculous hypocrite when it came to this. So I was trying to figure out what was going on because it's just not like me. Mm -hmm. And I haven't told you this story yet, but I, we, you and I have talked I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, but we've talked a little bit about midlife crisis, right? Because yeah. we're like right in the wheelhouse of when someone has a midlife crisis. 
So I Googled midlife slump. Mm-hmm. And I, I just Googled it again because I wanted to tell you, like it, Google took me on a journey Okay. when I did this. I Googled midlife slump. Well, thank you for telling me you Googled it for this podcast because if I would have seen that on your search history, I would have been like, oh. Oh, because you know why? Because everyone thinks that midlife crisis equates to. Like you're going to leave me. In- yeah. And I'm not going to do that. No. You're good. This is all about my own self-worth. So that should make you feel better. Okay. It's all about you. Good. <laughs> So I looked it up and it says like, there's an article called how to survive your midlife blues. I kind of mm-hmm. skipped over that, you know, kind of screw, sc- you know, go down, you know, the gradual decline in happiness, whatever. And then there's this bit that says also searched, you know what I mean? And then with the carrots yeah. next to it and the next thing underneath it says is 47 considered old. <laughs> Literally is like the other thing that people oh, Google. That people Google. Yes. Is it considered old? Do you know how old I am? You're 47. I'm 47. So I'm like, I'm looking through it. They didn't. Like, I'm like, thanks, Google. Yeah. I don't know if Google knew that I was 47, but I, that's the Google next one. Everything. Uh, so, but then here's the journey kind of goes back to the, on a, on a great swing. I'm going to, you want to know the answer? Sure. When asked the age at which a person reaches the prime of life, considering factors such as resources, potential capacity and influence, millennials put the age at 36, the prime of life. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Gen Xers cited age 47 as the prime of one's life. Aw, babe, you're in your prime. I'm in my prime. <laughs> and I'm 50. No, and I was I can like, kick. And so honestly, Google kind of freaked me out and then made it all okay. No, no, it's, it's, there's, uh, there's abundant research that life actually does. There is, there's a window in which life gets a lot better. Um, I think I would even say like thirties were rough. The thirties were rough. Forties are great. Yeah. I didn't like my thirties nearly as much. Obviously I got you in both of those, Mm -hmm. but forties, well, we, we kind of went into business together when we were 40. We got back to being able to do some things for ourselves. (laughs) I love my children, but it's hard to do things for yourself when your kids are, in that kind of young age, we yeah. have these, we have these lovely people who moved in across the street from us and they are exactly 10 years behind us on their kid's age. Mm-hmm. And I look over there and their kids are adorable. And I look over there and I remember fondly many things, yeah, but not all of them are, are fond memories. I, I would say my mom has such a good outlook on this because she's like, yes, you'll miss, you know, you'll see a picture of your babies as babies and it'll tug at your heart. She's like, but then you don't get them now because she, you know, she's so sweet. She's like, well, then I wouldn't have 46 year old Kim if I had if I were still with, you know, two year old Kim, I wouldn't in 46 year old Kim is great. So she's sweet to say that. But yeah, I, lo- I love her kids are now. And I also I've said this. I was not a great well postpartum depression was rocked it was amazing but I was not a great mom to infants like I just felt like I it it was clouded with depression and anxiety and stuff like that but I wasn't we didn't I don't feel like I did a great job with as I wasn't like a good like infant mom I did better when they could like walk and talk I will disagree with you you were in the throes of postpartum depression and you have probably no idea what you were doing. Like you, like your memory is probably clouded by that stress, right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying you had no idea no, what you were doing. You, I don't think that you have a clear recollection of what you were doing. I do. No, I, I know I was good. Like, I know I checked all the boxes and yeah. I made the baby food and I did all that stuff. But I see um, what I'm, I think I wasn't good to myself back then. So I see these, yeah. you know, people online and they take their, when they have infants, they take in their, they're going to Mexico and they're taking vacations and they have matching bikinis. I'm like, we did not leave the house for a year. So we didn't me, do anything. Let me ask you this. Do you think when you're saying you weren't good, do you think maybe you were worried that you were transferring some of your energy? No. Okay. No, no, no. I guess I'm trying to figure out why you thought you were. So I wasn't, I just don't feel like I, we didn't leave the house. Like we didn't do anything. Does anyone leave the house when they have babies? People have babies and leave the house. It's so weird. That's new information to me. I thought when you had a baby, you just locked yourself in and then you were like, I have friends. I love you guys. I'm going to see you yes, in I'm three saying, years. No, people, did, people go out to dinner with their baby. We did that. We, we did that in New York. Yeah. yeah, it was easier in New York. But like, anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. I forgot what this podcast is about. Honestly, sometimes these podcasts are like, what's on your mind? Yeah. And what's on my mind is my husband was like in a little bit of a slump and I'm actively trying to avoid a slump myself. So that's why I've been pretending to be an extrovert. But, but yeah, I mean, it's April already in this year and school is winding down soon and summer is coming and the days are long, but the years are short are short. Like our daughter's about to wrap up her freshman year of high school. Well, you just went on a journey there, didn't you? I, know. I think, like, I, and I think you landed on some, on a familiar topic, which is that you are desperately in love with your children, and you are fearing the passage of time at such speed. It's part of me gets a little like it, my my heart kind of like it gets a little tense in my chest thinking about it, but then part of me feels like you know because they're in sports every single weekend we don't really have control of our life. So once they stop doing that, you know, you and I get to start the next great chapter of our life, which I'm excited about. By the way, I, the, the people who, another family has a baby that moved in behind us. I tell everybody who has a small child and I give them a paintbrush, sign them up for piano lessons. Do not sign them up for sports because once you <laughs> sign them up for sports, you were locked in every weekend. Yeah. Well, Aren't I a great sports mom? I, I, I'm like, don't do it. I, really, I, I, I agree and I disagree. Like I went out to the PC's basketball practice yesterday and it was an absolute joy to watch. It's so cool when you see your kids getting better at something and enjoying what they do. I guess my perspective is it, it is a lot. And it also like, I think you're more of an empath where if your kid's not doing well, you you take it in and a lot of that happens in sports like tennis, but or, or in basketball, you know, your yeah. son gets hurt or he gets sad or things don't go his way. I, I went to a practice that he was at yesterday and he was so incredibly enthusiastic, even though he was messing up half the time, 45 of the minutes were teaching. So he was like listening and learning, mm -hmm. which we don't get to see much of when it, when, when you're in sports, usually they're usually at a game. You don't get to like look at the practices and I could see them understand and grow and just like giving every bit of what they've got and, and starting to realize their potential. I think sports is just that, that window into growth for me. I don't really feel like I get that with math or school or they, definitely you know, not math watching me. them eat. Cause they still have the manners of two year olds. Like when they go on their first date, it's going to be really disappointing when like my son is eating rice with his fingers and he's 12 years old, yeah. but sports is this great window into development. 
I think you're for your so kids. right. And I think that, I mean, even as an adult, like, I think that's the best thing about sports is it's, I know I joke about like, give your kids a paintbrush and get, don't send them up for sports. I never did a team sport like that. And it, it is, I, I am envious of just all those life lessons you learn and listen. And this is, we tell our kids this and to like, bring it back full circle. You win so much more by losing. I mean, what do you ever win from the, the matches that you, the matches that you win? What do you ever take away? Like, what do you ever learn from those? Not as much as when you lose. You can, you learn so much more when you lose, even if it's about yourself, about your game, you, you do, you learn more about yourself and it's hard. It's hard work. Well, I think that's as good a point as ever to uh, maybe stop and get you out to your Tai Chi class because I don't want you to be late to that. Tai Chi is still on, you guys. I was raining earlier mm -hmm. and I got a text message that Tai Chi is still on. I think you should get going. You look like you don't look like you're ready for Tai Chi right no, now. You're wearing I would, a pants. To, I would need to change. But you guys, we love hanging out with you. And I know that your time is very valuable. So thanks for tuning in. Hit us up on the Internet and tell us. What's on your mind? You've got, you've got to hear a half hour of us and what's on our mind. What's on your mind? Okay, bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.